It's time again for The Insiders with Chuck Kuala and Scott Jensen, sponsored by the Wisconsin Counties Association and Michael Best Strategies. I'm Scott Jensen, former Assembly Speaker. And I'm Chuck Kuala, former Senate Majority Leader. And we're the insiders, and the question on everybody's mind all over the country right now is, will we be reopening the schools and colleges this fall? I've got a high schooler and two college kids. I know we're keenly interested at our house. Chuck, what do you think? Well, I'll tell you, I may be a little bit different than where some of my Democratic colleagues are in that I really think we should do everything possible to open schools, uh, although I know that it may not be possible. And why? It is not just for the education, it's also all the socialization, but there are so many things. One of the problems that we have, and the reason we put kids in front of teachers, is that not all children can learn very well remotely. And by the way, one thing that they tell kids is, we wanna limit their screen time. So if we make them learn remotely, we're making them engage in more screen time. There are so many bad things from this. I also know that especially special needs kids, kids who really, schools do an amazing job for who really aren't quite walking at the same pace as the others, as a a good Republican, progressive Republican, Tiny Krieger used to say, those are the kids we really need to help out. And they're going to be left even farther behind with this. We have kids, of course, who don't, who economically are challenged and they may not have a computer or they may not have broadband if they're in a rural area. Then you've got the whole college thing. How can we, how dare we cheat our college students of the full value of the tuition that they're paying and making sure that they get the education that they deserve? Now, with all of that having been said, I realize none of them want their grandparents to die because they go home for vacation and they had an unsymptomatic situation. They brought COVID to the family. What I was really hoping for, the one thing I wish we could have done, we saw this come. Couldn't the federal government, couldn't President Trump have, have had this task force that he's got together and other educational leaders brought in the head of education and come up with plans. Could we at least maybe have kids in, maybe some kids are in Monday and Wednesday. The other kids are in Tuesday, Thursday, and maybe alternate Fridays and have a real creative plan for how we do this. Couldn't we have done some of that? I realize it's very challenging. I realize teachers, my parents were both teachers. They're putting themselves at risk. I don't really have answers here but I just wish that we could do a better job. And I think um, nationally, we, we've been focused on the wrong things and we haven't had the leadership we need. I'm gonna agree with everything Chuck has said, except his final comments here about the fact that we should have a one size fits all plan. I, the answer in some small rural districts is be very different than it is in New York City or in I Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So we need to let the locals design the safe plan for their community and for what makes sense. Um, the federal government has provided a huge amount of resources uh, and they're about to vote on even more resources to help make sure the schools uh, can open safely. Uh, here's what I think we should, we should be doing. We should be making sure um, that there is both an in-person option and an online option. Uh, most parents want their kids to go back to school in person. It's the right thing for mental health reasons and social reasons. It's the right thing for educational reasons. But there are some parents and some teachers um, whose homes contain people who are immune compromised. And though they should be allowed to participate in the education virtually. So I think we should have both the in-person and the virtual option available, both at the, high, uh, at the college level and at the K-12 level. The thing is though, um, parents were very forgiving of 
and students were very forgiving of the virtual education they received in the spring because they knew the schools had no idea this was coming. They had no chance to prepare, no chance to train the teachers. And suddenly schools were shut down and they had to figure out how to cobble all this together and to continue education. But parents will, will be expecting much more, much higher expectations in the fall if virtual education continues. In the spring, people are willing to accept uh, worksheets being sent home by email and a teacher being made available by phone or in a Zoom call for one hour a week to answer student questions. That's not real virtual education. The virtual education has to have the same interactive components that you get in a regular classroom. That's the right way to do it. Unfortunately, the federal government gave us millions and millions of dollars and we should have been spending the summer here in Wisconsin and around the rest of the country um, training teachers in how to do virtual education. We, we threw them into the fray in March with no training. That was no other thing you could do about it. But we've now had the whole summer to do something. In other states, they actually paid teachers over the summer to learn how to do virtual education and train them. They paid them over the summer to get, get better at this. We should have done something like that here in Wisconsin. But in the end, uh, we do need to open the schools. In-person education is the best answer here. I, you know, it's interesting. There's an awful lot of agreement between Scott and myself, as you can see. And by the way, I don't disagree with Scott that there's something very different in rural Wisconsin or rural areas versus urban, et cetera. But I still think what the federal government could have done is provided the best experts out there and menus for people to choose. They should have had a rural component. They should have had an urban, they should have had one whole section and a bunch of professionals around the country get together. Talking, what are we going to do with school buses, especially in rural areas where kids may be sitting on a bus for a half hour or 45 minutes? How are we going to handle that in a new environment? Can we socially just, what can we do to make that a safer thing? But that's the kind of thing that the feds could have sent down to help us out. The other thing, of course, that could have happened is federal leadership that would have said, we're going to shut this place down, not let Georgia go off the deep end so that we would have maybe had the situation they have in Europe where they can actually go back to school now because they dealt with it as they should have early on. But still, there's a lot of agreement between Scott and myself and a lot of agreement, but I think for most people, understand what children need. And what's really disappointing is that we did not have the leadership to get this done. And it started at the top. If Donald Trump could have said, hey, we're going to give you the money to do it. Here's what we're going to do to it. Great. Scott talks about millions. Millions is not what was needed across the country. Billions. And guess who stopped it from coming through the local governments, schools, and states? Mitch McConnell. Everybody else realizes these people are dealing with terrible revenue losses. They need help. If we had had the resources we should have gotten, maybe we could have addressed this. But at a minimum, we should have had the federal leadership. The Senate Republicans under Mitch McConnell actually proposed more money for K-12 assistance in the, their package just this month um, than the uh, House package that passed last month. So I don't think you can say that. I, I, this was a difficult wow. thing for everybody. Um, I think we missed the chance to make, get some of this right for the fall. And I'm, I'm nervous for parents and for students that this is not going to go well for the first few weeks until we, until we are able to figure our way through all this. So, and the bottom we'll line is it should, by the bottom, the bottom line is it should not be partisan. Scott is absolutely right. I'm worried for kids. I'm worried for parents. I'm worried for the grandparents. I'm worried for teachers. I'm worried for all of them. But I really, you know, we can get into a partisan dispute about how it happened. But to say that McConnell proposes at the end is not. But the bottom line is here, 
There should be more agreement on this. And if it weren't so partisan, I think we could get it done. And the thing that bothers me about both Wisconsin and at the national level, and I think people are starting to get this, is this very partisan attitude on everything. And this anti-government attitude, even when it's our kids in our schools, has got to end. And I think November, people will speak on that issue. And I think I know which way they're going to vote. All right. Fingers crossed for the first day of school. All right. See you next time. You've been listening to The Insiders with Chuck Kuala and Scott Jensen, sponsored by the Wisconsin Counties Association and Michael Best Strategies.